You're listening to Ranch Life on Kingdom Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Ranch Life. Ranch Life by Kingdom Radio. Kingdom Radio. I'm your host, Ron, and I'm always with my beautiful wife and co-host, Laura. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Today, we're diving deep into this topic. Do I buy eggs? Or do I consider just buying a chicken? Hold up, turn that up. They talking about chicken. And this is something that not everyone in the world can do, especially if you live in a residential neighborhood and HOA says what you can and can't do. If you're living that life, don't worry. Laura and I did live that life at one point. As a matter of fact, that was one of the many motivating factors for us to buy the small ranch that we have here now. Hence the title of our show ranch life ranch life from going from a, being a city slicker to moving to a ranch and adapting to that lifestyle we're not professionals at it we don't know a lot about it but as we learn we're going to share that with you on this show but lar why in the hell are the prices of eggs so high and they've been high for the last couple of months what is the reason for that Um, they're saying that it's because of avian flu, which is also uh, avian influenza, which is also the bird flu, which is uh, which is the chicken coronavirus. Yes, kind of, but it kills uh, ninety to one hundred percent of the birds that it comes in contact with, and it comes from other wild birds. Um, they're saying a high amount of those, and they've also had some. Um, chicken farms that have caught on fire so they're saying that that's why our egg prices have doubled in just in the last month and tripled in some other locations as well so is this bill gates buying all the farmland and burning all of the you know the the egg manufacturers places is that what this is about you know you can say that um if you are a conspiracy theorist you could look into uh the fact that mr gates is buying up farmland um, and growing potatoes. He's very big advocate for um, minimizing the population. So, you know, it might be something you want to take a look into or you'll just turn us off because I just went too far. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully you can do your own research and see what's up in our um, country. <laughs> well, speaking of coronavirus, the coronavirus, it was really scary for us because, you know, we stopped watching the news. We don't watch the news at all. This was after presidential election, Joe Biden won, Donald Trump lost. We turned the news off because it was becoming too much. Yeah. And it was like, no, it's not over. And this is this. This is like, you know what? We're done with all this. Let's turn this off and let's get back to our life. It's too much distractions with the news. And really, there's nothing but bad news on anyway. You got that sh right. So let's just turn the news off. But you start to see like the coronavirus and you know, hey, you know, we're not going to get these things in and the country's shutting down. You should stay. It's like, yeah, whatever. We weren't paying attention to that. But you go to the grocery store and those fears are validated when you see the empty shelves. Yes. And you're like, whoa, that was fast. It went from this point where everything was stocked up to like a month later, you go into the store and it becomes a reality. Like, whoa, that was weird. There's nothing on the shelves. Ladies and gentlemen. It's not just toilet paper. <laughs> And then now our, our senses are really heightened awareness now about what could possibly happen. And a lot of things has been happened since the coronavirus, even though it feels like we're past it. 
with this inflation and all these extra expenditures mm -hmm. that come from just living a normal lifestyle. This is not just buying these expensive, extravagant purchases. This is like putting gas in your car and buying eggs for breakfast. I mean, it's, everything is a lot more, including Christmas lights, right, Laura? Yes, it is. And this is the life that we're living and you're saying, hey, that was fast where it went from everything was good to everything looks like this. What happens if it goes just that amount of movement again? At what point are people knocking on your doors, robbing you to get, you know, food? Yeah. You know, at what point is you have to say, I'm sorry, there's no meat at the grocery store. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? The man of the house, the person who's supposed to be providing, the person is supposed to be taking care of your family and making sure your family doesn't do without. What are you going to do about it? Real talk. And you're like, you know what? We need to plan for this and have a backup plan. So we bought this place and we have chickens and we're trying to get animals and we're trying to be self-sufficient. But coming from the city with zero experience in taking care of animals <laughs> is not has been, you know, a little bit more challenging than we thought while still operating a very successful business four months out of the year. So, that's what it is. Laura and I are in the Christmas business, but let's get down to this topic. Do you buy chickens or do you buy eggs? And right now, the cost of eggs in Houston, Texas, where we live, is six to seven dollars a yes. dozen. And a normal family or average family, I guess, is spending, you know, buying it maybe one dozen of eggs a week, maybe as many as two dozen of eggs a week. So you're somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, $10, $12 a week is your how much you spend on eggs, right? Now, when you buy a chicken, these baby chickens, they're about like $4. We just bought some today, actually. But they're about $4, 3 to $4, depending on when they were selling them. Now they're selling like hotcakes, and they're only in stock for, you know, two hours before they're sold out of the 500 they just had delivered today. Yes. Hold up. Turn that up. They talking about chicken. But you have this chicken. When you pay that $4, it doesn't produce an egg tomorrow. No. <laughs> no. The average chicken takes at the minimum is five months. And you got to really look at your breeds and know what kind of breed will produce an egg starting at five months, but some can go up to eight months. Uh, we actually have uh, one specific breed that does Freeloader. Yeah, she's a freeloader, and she you know, didn't start laying until eight months, and so you're paying for feed, and you know, you're having to check on them and water them, and you use pine shavings for the bedding in the, in the chicken coop and whatnot. You gotta build a house for them to live in. Um, in Texas, we get very, very hot here, and in, at a certain temperature, you got to cool down those birds, and you have to, you know, either give them a little bath or have fans on them or all the above. So, and then winter time, you know, you got to keep them warm. So it's, it's like caring for a pet. Definitely like caring for a dog. It's not like caring for a cat. <laughs> you know, you got to take care of them, um, and you have to uh, make sure that they stay well. The avian you know, influenza or whatever, you have to protect them from that as well. I think Laura takes things to the extreme, especially with mama, mama-ing the kids and the animals and me, you know, to be completely frank about it. 
but I don't think they require that much attention. I've seen other people spend one time a day and just do something or once every other day or whatever. But, you know, with 12 chickens, you're getting about 10 eggs a day, sometimes 12, but you're getting about 10 eggs every single day. So every single day, you're almost getting a dozen. So if you multiply that over the course of a month, 10 eggs a day, you're looking at about $150 value of the eggs that are produced with a dozen chickens. Yeah. And... The bag of feed that lasts a month costs about in between 20 bucks. 20 to $27, depending on the brand you use. Right. So you're about $25 into that one. And then, you know, you have watering, you know, water, uh, it costs something, but it's, it's, it's not it's really not much to talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, you have the watering and you have the, the, the pine shavings you put down when you're cleaning it up so they're just not in complete filth all the time and in their own poop all the time. So that's a once-a-week cleanup for us, and those pine shavings cost about... It's $7 a bag, and you usually get two to three uses out of a bag, depending on how... if you have a lot of rain. If it gets wet, you gotta, you got to clean it. Right, so if you add everything up, you have about $50 a month is what it costs. The chickens will produce about $150 a month worth of eggs, but this is not considering the labor time that it takes you to clean, that takes you to collect, and it takes you to make sure they're, you know, fed and have water. You know, all of that takes time. And, you know, when it comes to chicken. Hold up, turn that up. They talking about chicken. The predators. You know, everyone that walks, crawls, or slithers on this planet, whether it's an animal or a human being, likes chicken. And everyone loves chicken. They're scared of everything, but everything literally wants to kill them. Literally. Yeah. And we've had stray cats sizing them up, ready to kill them. We have birds flying in the air that swoop down and kill them. We have raccoons that teams of them kill three and four a night. So you have this to figure out. And coming from a residential neighborhood, it's tough to go out there and be killing animals. I mean... Name one time when you're living in a residential neighborhood, you're walking out of the house ready to pull your pistol on, you know, an animal that's right outside. I mean, it just doesn't happen. That's not a life that you live. It's not something you're used to. But once you move out to a farm, that's a way of life. And it's serious. And those raccoons, I'm going to tell you, they are not the nicest animals, especially when you got them cornered or trapped. Yes, 100%. We went through a big raccoon. You have to keep your coop secure, and that's the biggest thing, or else, you know, we had 24 birds. We lost 11 over the course of the year. So it's really tough. Really and dogs, they don't play along with the chickens. You might have a dog that goes into the chicken coop with you and collects eggs with you. You may have a dog that's disciplined like that. But most dogs will go up to a chicken and just kill them within the first 10 minutes of being around them. If not the second they see them, yeah. they're ripping them apart and they're dead. Which we've seen five or six of those. Yes. We've seen that quite a few times. And then the kids are like trying to have funerals for the you know, the chickens and you're supposed to be burying the chicken and putting a little cross up where this chicken died in that one. But, you know, they start to be like three chickens a night were dying when we had the raccoon problem. Yeah. yeah. And it was, man, living on a farm, the life and death of all the animals that live on the farm, it's a lot to deal with compared to not having to ever see that, make that decision with the exception of a household pet, like a dog or a cat passes you know before or during their time these animals are go are dying or you're 
killing them on purpose so you can slaughter them for the meat or there's a purpose for them. You're listening to Ranch Life on Kingdom Radio. You know, it's a whole different life that we're learning, but we're sharing this with you because Laura and I are both learning through this and this is not a popular topic of conversation, but it's part of living on a farm. And that's why this show, Ranch Life. It's just something you have to deal with. It's just part of farm life. Yeah, yeah. I tell the kids that all the time we have something happen here. But you can also, um, like if you decide to get the chickens, you can also supplement their feed as well with your scraps. Like when you're cutting up your, your vegetables for your salad or you have leftover rice or oatmeal or whatnot, you can supplement your chicken's feed with some fresh vegetables, which you got to remember your chicken's eggs are what they eat. So you are going to want to produce, you know, have some protein in their diet and some good vegetables so you have those bright yellow yolks and, and whatnot. So you have to remember you have to also care for them properly. And he says that I'm, you know, a mommy or whatever, but that's the whole thing. I treat all of everyone on our farm the same, you know, I make sure that everybody's got food and water and, and cared for. And uh, She brings out the kitty pool. In the summer, fills it up with water, takes each chicken and brings their wings out and puts them down in the pool in the water and cools them off. And if their feathers on their head is, you know, somehow covering their eyes in some way, she gets out the clippers and she clips around their eyes so they can see better. And of course, you clip their wings so they don't fly out of the fence that we have. And it's a whole thing. But those chickens, you know. When you have chickens, when you have table scraps like old vegetables or, you know, just parts of the vegetable that you didn't want to cook with, I mean, they eat all of this and this makes, you know, the quality of the eggs that you have a lot greater, definitely more better <laughs> than these ones that you get from the grocery store. There's nothing totally. similar to the eggs that we have versus the eggs that are available for purchase from the grocery store. That's some big conveyor belt. Of eggs, you know, that chickens that are just stuck in a cage that can't even turn around. All they can do is eat and lay eggs. You know, inhumane, I don't know. But the quality of the eggs are definitely better with the free range and the ones that are getting the table scraps from our farm. Yeah, totally, 100%. 100%. So, anyway, without, you know, talking your ear off, my name is Ron. My wife, Laura, we do this show. Ranch Life. We want to share with you you know, the challenges of farm life. And you'll see some videos of where we had chickens and grew them up to be, you know, the little chicks and all the way to chickens. And it's been a lot of fun, you know, seeing that and documenting that and having these chickens grow up with us. But, you know, one thing I would recommend that you don't do if they're going to be food one day, don't name the chickens. <laughs> don't name them. We, we Just don't name them. We stopped naming them when the raccoons started getting in because it was very hard to watch uh, Georgia get, you know, slaughtered by the chicken hawk and uh, knowing that Georgia is now dead. And, you know, it's really, that's kind of hard on the kids. So you don't name your food. Don't name your food. That's what, my biggest... <laughs> Yeah. And we don't just have chickens. We have turkeys. Yes, the turkeys. Too. Yeah, the turkeys. We love the turkey. It's nice to see turkeys walking around the yard. I love the turkey. But there was two other turkeys that we had that I'm talking about 10, 15 pound turkeys. This raccoon done drug them over the fence and a football field away, you know, ugh, riding the side by side throughout the farm and then seeing, hey, where, where did Butterball go? Where did Butter? And then. And then you're like, oh my God, he's right over there. You know, he's the, just the carcasses left. These family of raccoons then tore him up. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know, the kids are exposed to so much more than your typical child that's just 
hiding in his room playing video games in a residential neighborhood. These kids are just exposed to so much more nature. And in my opinion, I think as you get to see God a lot more clear as you see the interaction in the, no pun intended, the pecking order of these animals and the animal's life and the purpose that people have on their life for animals, for you know that matter, they, their purpose is to grow up and provide eggs. And we have a purpose too, but you know, seeing that play out biblically, I think our kids are going to have a, a lot higher understanding of the way life works and you know, have a, a real life application through the animals in this farm. But, you know, this is this episode of Ranch Life. Ranch Life. Definitely tune in to the next one where we'll talk to you about the 10 chickens we just bought today and the 10 turkeys <laughs> that we bought. And hopefully they'll all be female. We're hoping for females. Our lone, our lone turkey is pretty lonely. But if they turn out to be a male, then we have some decisions to make. And uh, meat birds. I don't know if I want to go through all the work of cleaning up a t chicken. And by the time you take it to a butcher and pay him, you might as well just went to the grocery store and bought some chicken. But hate to have things go to waste. We'll see what happens. But anyway, that's all we have for this show. Definitely tune in next time. Remember to like and subscribe us if you're seeing us on YouTube. If you're not seeing us on YouTube, make sure to like our RSS feed. We're on Google Podcasts. Pandora, we're anywhere a podcast is found. That's where you'll find us. You're listening to Ranch Life on Kingdom Radio. And Kingdom Radio, thank you so much for supporting us as we move forward into 2023. And also, if you have any questions, please feel free to make a comment. We're happy to answer. If we know the answer, we'll give it to you. If we don't, we'll definitely point you in the right direction. It's a big, uh, big decision to take on some animals. Granted, we do have the 10 that we get a lot of eggs. If you go with four, you could always end up with four eggs a day, which is pretty awesome. 